Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You, Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls at Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today we're going to examine a micromanaging situation from both sides. Mm -hmm. We'll start with a question from an employee who feels micromanaged every time her boss rewrites her emails. Mm -hmm. Then we'll hear from a boss who knows her staff feel micromanaged, but believes that rewriting their emails makes them more effective. Oh, this is so interesting. And, you know, it could be that the rewritten emails are more effective, Mm -hmm, but something about the process is disempowering to the staff. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Logan, what's our question? My boss is a micromanager. She insists on approving every email blast that I send before it goes out. That is because she rewrites everything. Her insistence on editing important emails makes me feel marginalized. What do I do? Nobody likes a micromanager. Really, nobody. No. I haven't met anyone who says, oh, I love my boss. <laughs> <laughs> he or she rewrites Please look work. over my shoulder and edit every single thing that I Yeah, nothing do. I can do is good enough. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we all love that. So... It is very demeaning. It's true. You are being marginalized. But the thing to remember about a micromanaging boss is that control is Mm -hmm. really, they don't like a loss of control, that they feel that if they didn't write it or they didn't have any say in it, then they're going to lose control. Yeah. Is that correct? That is very correct. Yes, it is. It's also, they probably think that they, their words are better than yours. I mean, not intentionally, but Mm. that they have the right answer. And that is part of the control that only I know how this should be delivered. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. the, so it's very hard to remember on a day to day basis Mm -hmm. that it's not about you. It's about them. Mm. Yeah. It's very hard to remember that because it feels like it's about you. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it, over time, if you show the micromanager that, you know, you, you respect their opinion and that you're learning, you know, the way they like it and that you're, you're trustworthy in that, you know, you trust them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they begin to loosen up the reins, Mm -hmm. but not always. Yeah. This is not a very hopeful story. I'm sorry. I don't have the, I don't have really great advice here, except that I've, I have had micromanagers where I've gone to them and said, look, I, I think I, I understand what you're looking for. So, you know, and they have let me go a little bit, Yeah, mm-hmm. but then they come back. Um, well, I was going to say, maybe like, you could enroll the manager in walking you through one of their edits mm-hmm. and with the idea that then the next time perhaps you could try, you know, you could submit it, they make a few comments and you could try figuring out what they're exactly they're looking for. Well, what we right. typically hear though is that you th- you you know you do exactly what they've done in the past, and that still is, is not good enough. Right, right. So like, there's always that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is really controlling. Yeah. So I think if somebody is that controlling, where you can't grow in their eyes or you mm-hmm. know mimic them, then you got a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. I would transfer to another department or something or you know 
Or you could just accept that this part of your job, the email blasts, is going to be done by your boss. Right. I mean, you may not like that, mm. but that is, I think, one way to go. You don't want to be in a power struggle. And to right. your point, Kathy, you don't want it to be a determinant of your self-worth or you, your sense of importance or value. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you love your job and there are many other aspects of it, you could say, okay, well, this is the one thing that I just have to let go of. Right, right. So that that's one way that you can make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it seeps into other less important emails or mm-hmm. dialogues or something. Right. So you're just going to have to see how much you can, you know, defer. Yeah. And also, I what I also hear about micromanaging bosses is that then they become this, um, you know, uh, bottleneck where they, they have so much that they're micromanaging that they never have time to get back to you. Mm-hmm. So it could, you know, you could send something in and it's time sensitive, but you may not hear for a week and it's a problem. Yeah. So you have to figure out how far you can go with this, you know, like whether you can deal with it or not by not taking it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious because you coach so many people in leadership positions. Have you ever worked with a micromanaging boss and helped them loosen the reins a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard one. Um, And sometimes it depends. It depends on, you know, how high the stakes are for them. Yeah. So if they're working in a department that is really being watched very carefully, um, then they they may not be willing to let go of the reins because, um, they're being critically, you know, looked at. Mm -hmm. Um, and some people get it and they realize that they have to lift that burden off of themselves Yeah, and then they, they get better, but they never really get cured. Yeah. I don't think. No, I'm. (laughs) Oh, here, what is it? I don't think so. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I think sometimes that a manager, because they become a bottleneck, will be desperate to try to at least let go of some of the control. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I know if we're both working with that kind of person, we might say, is there one person who you trust to, you know, to convey your voice or to say what you need to say? And sometimes they may have one person who they almost trust to do that. But it's a hard one. Old habits die hard. (laughs) And it's not like they just became a micromanager yesterday, right? Like, I'm sure this is something that they have had all their life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's control. Mm -hmm. It's about control. That's what it is, is they don't want to lose control. They don't want to look bad. They don't want anyone under them to not represent them exactly the way they feel it should be represented at every given moment. And that does change depending on the date and what's going on above them, which you don't always know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a hard person to work for. Mm -hmm. This is. I mean, it's the most uh, watched video we have on YouTube. That's right. Thousands and thousands of views on how to work with a micromanaging boss. Not everybody likes our advice, but, uh, right. That's right. Well, what we say there is to try to follow every correction they make, you know, to the T Mm -hmm. and to, in a way, be willing to go for the ride, at least initially, that if you could, if you can win their trust, they may give you a little license. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then over time, I have seen they do have people they can trust over time. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if you changed. It's more that they, 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 they trusted you right. to not make them look bad. Right. 
Um, so with that said, you have to make a decision on how far you can go with a person like this. I mean, if you like them and it's only some of the time right. and you can let go of it's about them, it's their you know, issues about control, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to take it personally, mm-hmm. then you, maybe you could deal with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you know, there's another thing where sometimes a micro, someone micromanages in an area where they think they are strongest. Like if this person thinks they're a good writer, let's say a good editor, this boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't necessarily want to micromanage in an area where they know they're weak. Yeah. You mm. know, so it's sort of weighing the different factors, I think, in terms right. of how this person operates. Yeah, you have to see if you can deal with it because, you know, there's always something. There's always something you're not going to like about your boss. So, you know, is this one of the things you you could not tolerate or you can in certain circumstances? I I can't tolerate it. Right. Could you tolerate it? No. I'm not not good at it, although I have experienced some micromanaging at home on occasion. And oh, so, well, okay. Well, and you can't escape that. Well, that's, well, that's what harder. I was thinking. There, in certain areas, I receive a lot of direction, uh. and in some, none whatsoever, because mm. it's my area, not theirs. So, right. you know, laundry. <laughs> Do you get criticized about the laundry? No, no criticism whatsoever. Okay. And most cooking and shopping and those kinds of things, but yeah. certain... Like what? Uh, well, tending to our four-legged <laughs> friend, lots of commentary uh-huh. and correction. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> okay, if anybody wants to help Catherine there with her... Micromanaging husband, give her a call. Yeah. All right, back to our podcast. Um, so let's just look at it from this micromanaging boss's perspective. And this yeah. is something they, they say a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm called a micromanager by my employees, but I think when I rewrite the emails that go out to the to a broad audience, they are more effective. My employees don't like this. What can I do to be better? Mm-hmm. So there's some awareness here mm-hmm. of the fact that it's not liked by people, but mm-hmm. there's right. also this belief that I'm better. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the way they are. They feel yeah. that it's about effectiveness mm-hmm. and that um, they, they can read the room better. Um, and that they know what's better. And that's, that's a form of control, not trusting that somebody might know something. Or that a different form of communication might be also effective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? If you think right. yours is the only one. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so if that's what I mean. It's the, mm-hmm. that um, that's where the lightening up has to come from this. If you're a micromanager out there, this is where you have to, you have to lighten up that because you think your way is the right way. Mm-hmm. There's many ways to, to do things. Mm-hmm. And there's many ways to say things and um, to be open that other people's contributions could be as good or better than yours. Right. And right. that's that's really what makes a good manager, I think, is somebody that empowers others to yes. think as well as they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is actually teaching your employees to do less. Well, I think mm. one of the things, I was just thinking, if you know you are a, this kind of a micromanager and you're very wedded to your version of how things need to look and read, you could test your theory. In other words, you mm-hmm. could take a correspondence from your employee, your staff, from a member of your staff. You could take one of your your corrected version, and you could show it to an unbiased 
reader mm-hmm. and see what they say, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, like test your theory. Right, right. But that would take a lot of wherewithal. <laughs> well, that would take letting go. Yeah. So yes. willingness to see another side. Yeah. So, but that's something that would help you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most successful managers or really leaders, um, they pick people wisely and then they take their advice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Whether or not they ultimately think, well, it could be done a different way, they let they go with it. Yeah, right. And and by empowering people, they become as good as you. Maybe yeah. there's some fear there that people mm. will become better than. Sure, absolutely. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Competition. Yeah, that if I'm not the best, and if I'm not always saving the day, if I'm not always the one with the answer, then what am I? That's control. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They may not need me. This person could do my job then. Yeah. So you're saying that for this individual who's a manager, they just have to be willing to grow yeah. as yeah. literally in an executive way. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. They have to be willing to um, trust. They have to be willing to allow other people to grow in front of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that they, you know, other people will rise. Right. So it's like more than one person can have the correct answer. Right. It just may not look exactly identical to yours. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a big... That's a big ask. Yes. A big leap of faith. Yeah. But worth it, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Have you ever seen anyone do that? I have. I've seen people relinquish control to people who they have grown to trust over time. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have to, the other thing is I'm actually remembering when we work with small business owners, cause they had similar issues that no one could do it as well mm-hmm. as they can do it. And I remember we had to say, basically, if it's 80% as good, can mm-hmm. you live with that? Yeah. Right. And I, so I've seen leaders who've been able to go to that place, like mm-hmm. say, okay, if it's 80% as good as what I can do, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good way to frame it. Yeah, I would imagine that being this controlling is going to affect many parts of your life. So <laughs> it's, it may as well start letting go. Yeah, that's a lot of things to control. It's yeah. so much pressure. That's the other thing. Micromanaging people who I know are wound so tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because yeah. it's so stressful. You're yeah. always on vigilance. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2 and follow us on Instagram at My Crazy Office. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228 28 and type in My Crazy Office. That's all one word, My Crazy Office at 228 28. And finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.